You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 163. Be consistent. Be consistent. Always mail out the postcards. Always make the phone calls. Always be your authentic self and bring value. But be consistent. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome, welcome to another Wholesaling Inc. podcast. My name is Cody Hoffheim. I'll be the host of today's podcast, and I am super excited to be with you guys today. Rhino Nation, we love and appreciate you joining us and listening to this episode. We're excited for all the newcomers that are just listening maybe for the first time. We are going to be deep diving what is called wholesaling. And wholesaling is simply the art of finding deeply discounted properties and then turning them for huge profits. And there's a multiple ways of how you can exit, like an exit strategy of, to make that money. And so each episode will kind of deliver different ways of how these individuals are finding deals, but more importantly, how they're actually able to make the money. So this episode is dedicated 1000% to that as well. And they've got some unique things that we're going to be talking about where Fernando and Priscilla, they are going to literally share some new strategies that are just game changing. They're making some great money right out of Palm Bay, Florida. They have one kid and I am super excited to have them because I've just met them as of just a few months ago. They joined the tribe in November of 2017. So just in a few short months that they've been with us, they were already doing some deals. But what's unique about this is these two don't mess around. They go out and take action. They first heard a podcast of where Bigger Pockets interviewed Tom Kroll and Tom Kroll gave them a list to take. And without any hesitation, they got the list and got deals under their belt. They since then have joined the tribe. They have now done two deals since November that have closed. They have three more in the pipeline. And I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome stuff. We're going to deep dive this and just show you just how much action they're taking and how they are so involved in real estate. The last six deals, get ready for this, have made them $39,000 like right now money, but they have a unique strategy. They're going to talk about some of the the lease options that they do. They have $233,000 total in profit from these six deals. So we'll kind of talk a little bit about that. And we'll deep dive one of their most recent deals that made them a good chunk of money. So Fernando Calderon and Priscilla Zayas, I'm trying to be as Spanish and authentic (laughs) as I can right there, my friends. How the heck are you two? Muy bien. I love it. I absolutely love it. I wish we could do this whole episode in Spanish and have everyone just completely understand where we're going on this one. But you guys, I absolutely, you you two are such a powerhouse couple going out there doing great job. You're just changing your lives daily. And I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. And there's going to be so many people that are super excited to hear your story. So let's kind of go right into it. Tell us a little bit about each of you. Like, Tell us about uh, how you got started and uh, what got you into wholesaling in general. All right. 
Cody. Hello, everybody. It's, it's so weird that you're recording this. I, I used to listen to this podcast every day. I still do. And it is amazing that, wow, I'm here and I'm going to be hearing myself. So That I is right. And, and more than behave. just you are going to be hearing good. yourself, my friend. I'm telling you, there's going to be thousands of people nationwide hearing your voice. Yes. All right. So quick introduction. I'm from Argentina. I came here or almost, um, it's going to be 20 years ago, 19 years ago. Right. So I came here when I was 19. So I'm going to be spending half of my life here, half of my life in Argentina. So I was always in the search for that something else. There has to be something else out there. It can be possible to be working, you know, uh, day after day and, and you never get ahead. So one day I was driving my brother's car and he let me use because mine broke down. Right. And he has some tapes and I always put the tapes and I was thinking it was a preaching, but no, somebody let him have the reach that quadrant uh-huh. in audiobook. Okay. Right? Reach that for that quadrant, which is the cash second book. Okay. Okay. Cash flow quadrant. Yes. Yeah. So when I started to, to, to listen to that and man, it was like midnight and the more the guy was speaking, he was resonating with me, right? When he was describing the um, self-employed person, he was talking to me. Yes, I like to name my price. I take pride on my work. I work whenever I want to, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, but if you don't work, you don't get paid. Man, it does, that opened my mind, right? Absolutely. So I stayed listening to that. I stayed listening to that book until 2 a.m., 3 a.m., alone in the car in the parking lot. And that was the beginning. Right. And then we started learning about real estate. We went to a couple seminars and fast forward, you know, we're here after what? Uh, eight years of actually doing work. Eight yeah. years. So Priscilla, so, were you on board for this right out of the gates too? Like when Fernando came home and started telling you like, hey, Rich Dad Poor Dad told me this. We got to do something different. Were you instantly like, yeah, let's do something different? Or were you hesitant? Instantly, because I've always been like him, thinking there's got to be more. I was behind a desk as a secretary for nine years before I got into real estate full time. And this was obviously at the very beginning when we started learning. And I was like, yes, let's do it. Let's rock and roll. (laughs) And I found bigger pockets. I would read bigger pockets before work Uh and after work. Uh I started going to see houses. I made this poor realtor go take me to see 50 houses and I did not buy one from her. But I learned, I learned a lot in the process, you know, and, and I fell in love with real estate. I will com- never completely. show Priscilla another house again. No, <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. It was a good learning experience. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we started learning back in, in 08 and um, we did our first deal in 2010, but we had the shiny object syndrome. So we were never consistent in one strategy. <laughs> yeah. I love this. By the way, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of... Uh, I'm going to bring up something from Argentina. What part of Argentina are you from, Fernando? Patagonia. That's okay. Pa- Patagonia. That's south um, Neuquén. Okay. So here is the, now, the I fun was thing. born in, in Mendoza, right? Okay. Okay. In my hand right now, I have what's called a gore and a bombilla. I should say it in Argentina. Bombilla. <laughs> I am sipping on mate bombilla. as we speak. Wow, man. I got one myself right here. Yeah. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. So I uh, I lived in Honduras, as we've talked about, for a couple years. And uh, I served a, a religious mission down there. The gentleman that was over, like, all the missionaries, he had served a religious mission in Argentina. And so he was always drinking this drink. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, oh, that's mate. And he called it La Bebida de los Dioses. 
And so um, <laughs> I started I started drinking mate. And I've ever since, I've brought it home to Salt Lake with me. And now we have this little Argentine shop in Salt Lake that I buy all my mate from. And for everyone listening, this makes no sense to you. It's totally okay, but it's a great drink. Okay, let's go back to real estate. So with that being said... <laughs> Let us, uh, let's break down. Let's get right to the meat and potatoes and let's go back to the specific deal that you're going to be talking about. Let's go right with it. So is this the one that you actually heard from when you're listening to Tom being interviewed on Bigger Pockets? He says, hey, go out there. And he told you a bunch of lists. And what was the specific list that you were listening to that you pulled and took massive action on? So it was the high equity owner occupant. I had never thought that owner occupant would, would be a good list. And so he threw that out and that's the first one we went with. Awesome. So you pulled that list and you went, where did you go to get that list? List source. List source. Now at the time you probably paid quite a bit of money for that list. We did. No, we don't pay as much. (laughs) Not anymore. Awesome. Awesome. So you went out there, you went to list source, you typed in the criteria and you pulled this list from list source. And ultimately, what did you do from there? Did you handwrite postcards? Did you handwrite letters? Did you just send it over? Like what did, what did you do from that point on? Well, we also belong to the Sean Terry's Academy, you know, the, the wholesaling Academy. Okay. So basically we use Tom's list. And we use Sean Sterry's post postcard. Okay. <laughs> and we combine it. Awesome. <laughs> and then that's what we did, postcard. And it was the second postcard that got us the call. So we sent round. out a small, right, yes. the second round. So we sent out a small round of just 700 names. Okay. And then I think eight weeks later, like you guys say, we sent out the second round. And that's when she called. Off of that round. Absolutely love this. So let me point out a couple things to our listeners. First and foremost, before they even joined the tribe, they were already action takers. They were taking massive action. They've even combined multiple different mentors here. They've got a list from Tom. They used a postcard from Sean Terry. Like they just took massive action. But here's the best part. I want you to write this down for those listening right now. I want you to write this down. These are gold nuggets to be listening to. A, to take massive action. B, that you have to stay consistent. The first time around, they didn't get a deal. Did they say, oh man, this list doesn't work. I'm done with it. No, they went out and did eight weeks later. They sent that list again, those postcards. And that's when this individual called it back. So now that you've got the individual calling you, was it instantly when you were talking to this individual that you knew, hey, this is a deal? Or did you have to kind of really go through a long phone call with them? No, I knew it was a deal. Again, we've been at this for a while, so I'm not a stranger to to phone calls. And once I talked to her, I built the rapport with her. I realized that she did need to sell and she gave me a number right away. And the number that she gave me for the area that the house was in was a great number. Was already a so, number. Good deal. Okay. Right, right. It was good for me. And honestly, I like to, if I'm able to give people what they want, I'm going to try my best to give them what they want because there's a reason that she needs that number. And she gave me the reason. She had to pay off this mortgage. She had to pay this off. She had to do that. So she gave me her reason as to why she needed that number. She was downsizing. She, yeah. So what I did was I asked for permission to bring our daughter and I scheduled a, an appointment right away with her. So all three of us went on. So cool. And how old's your baby? How old's your daughter? So they can kind of see the story behind this. How old's your daughter currently? She's two years old. Two years old. Two so and eight months. That's awesome. So she's two years old. You say, hey, 
I love this, by the way. I love that you're doing this as a family, first and foremost. This is what's so, 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 so cool to watch. And we have multiple people in the tribe that do it as husband and wife. And I just love it. And and I love the fact that you are so like even aware of like, hey, is it okay that I bring my two-year-old baby with us? Like you're making this like a full-on family event. I commend you guys on that. This is absolutely awesome. Keep going. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. One more thing I want to add, or baby, every day she asks, can I go see a new house today? <laughs> that is so awesome. So already at two years old, she's already getting trained to be like a rock star rhino right from birth. Yes, sir. Yeah. Baby Rhino. <laughs> we left the contract. And then she said she needed to think about it for a couple of days. Uh-huh. So that's fine. We gave her the couple of days. She called back and she said, I'm ready to sign. So I went back, picked up the contract. Now, this particular deal didn't fit the traditional wholesaling formula. You know, that everybody is after for. Uh-huh. 70% of ARB minus repairs, minus your profit, and that's the number you need to be at, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. But because we know lease options, then we said, well, we can do something with this. And we just locked it up. First thing is just get a sign, get the contract. And now this will be more for a lease option landlord. Now, let we- me do this real quick before you move on to this, because I know there's going to be so many people on this podcast that are like, Lease option, what in the crud is a lease option? In a very simple, easy way, break it down. What does lease option mean? Okay, lease option, it is basically you're leasing a house and you have the option to buy it at a later time. Nobody else can buy it but you. So you're putting the home under contract and then you're going to get a tenant to come in and lease it back from you. So almost like a rental, but are you using... Uh, is the other mortgage in place from the from the seller? And maybe on this deal, let's no, break okay. it down specifically. Okay, let me let me clarify. If I buy the house, I own the house, right? Okay. And then I, I advertise it for a lease option. Somebody comes in and for some reason, they cannot qualify for the mortgage today. I said, no problem. I'm going to give you enough time to do so. So let's do a thousand a month rent. And I'm going to require 10,000 as a down payment, that which the legal term is option fee. Now that 10,000, gives you the rights to buy the house at 150000 for example, Okay. right? And I'm going to give you two years. If, if the two years come in and you don't buy the house, you lose, you forfeit the 10000 But, but I, I cannot sell the house to anybody else during that time, right? I love right? this. this. And there's many different ways of structuring. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Yes. So you many- actually buy the home on some of these deals, and then what yes. you're doing is just producing or, or providing a seller finance option where they put a down payment, like a $10,000 payment, and maybe you bought this home at $100,000, but now you're going to sell it to them at $150,000. They put $10,000 down. You're going to make $1,000 a month in rent. But also on top of that, there's a $50,000 equity spread between there. That is correct. But okay. don't get confused between seller financing and, and lease options. They're two different things. On the lease option, you're just providing an option. On seller financing, you're becoming the bank. Okay. You're financing the house. Okay. So this is just an option to buy. You're going to put money down there. This you're going to rent option. it with the option to buy. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So let's break down maybe the, the oh. initial numbers on this. What did you do? The one that we're going to be talking about, was it a straight wholesale deal or was it a lease option yes. deal? It's a hybrid. It's like a combination. Where the contract price was for 116000 Okay. Right? Now, 
we decided not to keep this one because we use private money on most of these deals. And the amount that we pay for the private money, it didn't make sense to keep this one because the rents will not cover, you know, the loan plus taxes, insurance and, and or cash flow. Uh-huh. Right. So we uh-huh. decided to sell it to somebody else and not keep it. Okay. So I have this private lender that he wants to become an investor because he sees how we do business, right? So he, he he's telling me, bring me in. I don't want to lend you more money. Just bring me in one of the deals. I want to do what you do. I said, fine. So after I got this one under contract, I contacted this guy and said, hey, I have a great deal for you. But the way I structure it with him is I want to sell it to you for, you know, 15000 more. So it was going to be 116 plus, what? so 131. Okay. Right. So 131. And the way we did it is at closing, we assigned it for 5000 So we got 5000 at closing. Then he paid cash for it. We created a note and mortgage for the remaining 10000 right? Uh-huh. So now he's the owner and he owes us 10 k Yeah. So we use our knowledge and, and, and help him find a tenant buyer, somebody who was going to lease option from him. So... Basically, we use our resources and we help him get this person. When this person was found, uh, the agreement with this tenant buyer is 10000 down and 1100 a month for an option price of 169 Okay. So on the second closing with the tenant buyer, he's bringing 10000 to the table plus the first month's rent, 1100 And at the same time, this guy is paying us the 10000 mortgage. So we get paid the remaining ten. That is, and then awesome. he get yes, he gets to keep the tenant. So without throwing a bunch of numbers, his return on investment is, is going to be over twenty one percent on the money that he's using, right? So he's going to be making twenty one percent return as opposed nine percent, ten percent that he could have made as a private lender. Yep, yep, that is fantastic. So let so me that, do that, these numbers. So ultimately, you found a contract for a home at 116 that you were able to turn around, which you were able to sell to cash buyer that just wanted the deal himself, but you were able to sell to him for at 131. And ultimately yep. through, through the strategy, ultimately what you got on this deal is for him to get a tenant in place for a lease option. Ultimately you're cut for finding the deal, which is always the secret guys. This is what I want. Every one of you listening the secret, the gold, the value is in finding the deals. That's exactly what wholesaling is, is the art of finding these deals. Because the exit strategies, like you can tell from Fernando and Priscilla, is it can go so many different ways. They went to a lease option model on this one, and they were able to make $15,000. You guys, you know what's coming on right now. Hold on one sec. Where is the bell? Where is the bell? Ring it. I love this couple even more. I love your excitement, your enthusiasm, but I love your way to structure deals. There's so many ways. Like everyone always asks, hey, what's the best thing to do? What's the best way to do? Like there's so many ways on the exit side of exiting the property of of making money. There's so many different ways to do it. This is one of those ways that you can actually do it, which I just think is amazing. So first and foremost, congratulations, because 
All this comes from your massive, imperfect action, which Priscilla, I know you had that up on your whiteboard for so long. Massive, imperfect action. You take massive, imperfect action. And because of that, your results are on this specific deal, $15,000. But you guys do more than this. You've closed, like I said, six deals that have been $39,000 in your pocket up front but $233,000 sitting there in profit for when those individuals exercise the, uh, the yes. option to purchase, right? Yes. $2,100 a month in, in cash flow that we so increase our cash flow. This gets even better. So you're renting it, meanwhile, until they have the option to purchase and you have cash flow of $2,100 a month. You two are absolute rock stars. I need to be on, you guys need to start a podcast and I need to learn from you guys. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it, man. But <laughs> this is yep, good so. stuff. So what what leads back from here going forward? Is it kind of like whatever comes our way, we kind of just know different ways to, to structure the deal? Are you mainly going to start focusing on wholesaling and assigning? Or hey, every deal has its unique exit strategy. Well, I think for now, it's wholesaling and lease options. So we'll wholesale because we do like to wholesale. And, you know, we've rehabbed. 12 properties in the past, we pretty much know our numbers when it comes to rehabs. We know our markets. So we know it's a good wholesale, but we're also going to keep a lot of them for our inventory. Again, because we have over 500 people on our on our waiting list right now that are seeking to be in our lease option program and we're just missing inventory. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to start generating some of these leads is so that we can start helping those people out and helping them on their path to home ownership. That is phenomenal. Yeah. Fantastic. One thing I want to I want to mention, Cody, is the the power of the compound effect. Oh, right? I love that book because you know you can make ten thousand as a wholesale fee and be done with it. Now, if you put an extra effort in there and you can structure it in this way, now you can make you know four fifty thousand. And of course, you don't do it right away. You don't make it right away. But you know, if, if they cash you out in two years, that's fifty. Is the deal is. 50,000 now and cash out in, in two years. But if you keep adding them to your pipeline, it's just a matter of time until, I mean, you keep doing your wholesaling business and then you get three people cash you out, three options, right? And then 150 just coming. And so that's the power of the compound effect that you can make more if you structure it in a different way and, and you can wait. I love it. I love it. You two are phenomenal. And I love that you're thinking about future. You're not just thinking about money right now, now, now. And I think so many times as investors, we want the money right now, 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 now. And you're saying, hey, if you structure this right, there's going to be some amazing months coming up in the near future where you're cash flowing, you're getting some money right now, month to month, you're getting an upfront down payment. And ultimately, when they use their option to purchase, there's going to be a good payout at that day moving forward. So two years from now, and then hopefully every month consistently, now you're having some big, big rewards come take place. Yes, exactly. Yep. Awesome. That is correct. Awesome. Now, if you guys were to say, it sounds like one powerful book that you'd suggest is Compound Effect, but if I were to ask you, maybe that is the answer. Like if you were to suggest a book to all of our listeners listening to your story today, what book would you say is one that they absolutely have to read? Man, there's so many. <laughs> but to name a few, the Bible, of course, I like Ecclesiastes, right? That's my fa- favorite book. Then uh, the Rich Dad Poor Dad Cash Flow Quadrant. Awesome. And then Think and Grow Rich, The Bible Compound Effect. 
compound yeah. effect by Darren Hardy. For me, it's The Go-Giver. Oh, such um, a good book. I have to thank you guys so much for introducing me to that book because it just blew everything up for me. I'm like, okay, yeah, I got this. This is the answer. So that's, that's, that's the book. Yes. I love it. Yeah. And now when we're reading right now, the one thing, that's the one we're reading right by now. By Gary Keller. Yes. yes. I love that. So yes. here's the thing. I want each of you that are listening on the podcast right now, here's the thing I need you to listen and, and really jot down. These two are successful because they pour time into their, to their education, their learning. They put the time, they take massive action, but they're always learning. Listen to how many books they were able to just spit off, like quickly, quickly, quickly. Oh my goodness. Like I know there's too many books out there. There's so many books out there that are so good. And they were able to just like, just put them out there for you guys. Readers are leaders. And I will tell you, all successful people, every one of them, from Robert Kiyosaki, when they mentioned that book, Cashflow Quadrant, you talk to Robert Kiyosaki, he reads every single day. One of our mentors, Orrin Woodward with Life Leadership, worth a lot, mega, 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 mega millions. He reads anywhere from four to six hours a day. I'm telling you right now, successful people read and they read daily. So, I want to thank you guys for, for giving all those gold nuggets on the books that you read. If you were to start all over, let's say you're starting from ground one and you wanted to give our listeners that are just getting started a gold nugget, a tip that you said, if I were starting from ground zero, what would you have done differently or what would you do the same? Be consistent. Be consistent. Always mail out the postcards. Always make the phone calls. Always be your authentic self and bring value, but be consistent. That is what I wish we would have done since day one. Oh, my, so my one thing will be, Cody, will, will be follow instructions, right? When I speak in faith, I tend to have the self-employed mentality that nobody else can do can do it better than me or I, I, I'm going to find in my own way, right? So when somebody presents to you a working system, something that works because it's been tested, it's been proven, and then you start questioning the system or you want to do it your own way, then that's when things don't work because, I mean, we, we have, as human beings, we want to do it our way. <laughs> but if you're humble enough and you're uh, wise you know, enough, just do what they tell you to without questioning. Just do it. And then you will produce the same results that they, they did. Oh, they're telling you that you're going to get. I love it. Well, you two, you are a powerhouse couple. I sure appreciate and love both of you. You guys are an amazing asset to the tribe. It's people like you that make the tribe even better. And I'm telling you, I would put our community, our tribe up against any community in this great nation. And I sincerely mean it. And it's because of individuals like you, individuals that you hear on the podcast Every one of you make up this tribe, make up this community, and we're all of an abundant mindset, ready to help each other, pour into each other, and make each other better. And it gives people so much hope. People like you give all the listeners out there that may not be wholesaling or may be considering of getting into wholesaling, it makes it that much more special that they can be part of something bigger. They can be part of a tribe, part of a community of go-givers just like you guys. So I want to thank you guys so much for being on the podcast and sharing your story. Well, Cody, I want to thank you and Tom and your team, because I know you guys have a team of people behind you. You guys are amazing. And like I said, we are not new to this. We've been at this for a while, but we were always missing something. And it was 
it was our tribe. It was having a support system, having like-minded people, having people that are your cheerleaders. We met so many amazing people at the summit, um, what, two, three weeks ago, and we've been in contact with them. And it just, it feels different. After the summit, it just felt very different. So thank you guys for all your hard work and for you guys giving to us all of your knowledge and experience. You guys are so awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And for all of you listeners out there that are looking for 2018 to be something different, whether it's wholesaling or not, I would tell you, go out there and find a mentor that's going to teach you, instruct you step-by-step to do whatever it is that you want to do. And if it is wholesaling, we would love to help you out. Go over to wholesalinginc.com and look at our website and you can hear stories just like Fernando and Priscilla out of Palm Bay, Florida, other students across this great nation that will share their story on what wholesaling has done for them. And it will inspire you. It will motivate you to get up and take massive imperfect action and let you know that you can do this. And if it's something that you're interested in, book a strategy call. It's free. You can book that call with our team and we'll go over strategy with you for 2018. And if it's something that you want further help from us and you want to be part of the tribe, we can go through that process and make it so super easy for you so that you can get on your path to success in wholesaling. Thank you so much for joining us, listeners. Thank you so much. I hope you guys are jotting down all the gold nuggets that were given and go back. This is going to be a podcast you're going to want to go back and listen to over and over again because there is so much value given. And we will see you on the next episode. Take care, guys. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.